Should we should we go to the city on the edge? That's a classic intro, right? Yeah. Well, we haven't done it for yeah. like two episodes. Oh, whoa. City on the edge. 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 Welcome to City on the Edge. That's Turn these down. I am Ty Bannerman. With me is uh, Nora Hickey and uh, Mike Smith, and we are going to be telling some Albuquerque or New Mexico stories, I guess, really today. You can see the Hamas from Albuquerque. You can. So. Well, That's I, true. It's like an hour drive. I mean, honestly, one yeah. of the best parts about Albuquerque is its proximity to places that are not Albuquerque. That's That's and you have to go through enjoyable. Albuquerque yeah. to get to a lot of yes, these places. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yep. Mike, why don't you tell us what we're going to be talking about, and then all right, and then I, we can kind of stop think, talking about. I it. think most people in New Mexico have heard like a one sentence version of this that Al Capone supposedly had a hideout in the Jemez Mountains. Yeah, and so we're going to talk about that. That is that is a Gangster weird rumor that has yeah. like we may have mentioned this at the press club episode oh it's possible ages yeah. ago four years of podcast is Cliffy, related right oh, yeah. who uh the owner of the oh, press yeah. club in the 30s mm-hmm. um she had visited someone that she said was al capone at a hideout Ooh. Mm-hmm. In the but, um, yeah, yeah so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that that rumor Mm-hmm. And but first, uh, you wanted to kind of mention some other things that are going on. Oh. current but soon to be outdated events. Well, yeah, you know, it's like we we like to start our our show off with a little bit of relevant cultural. We information. just got uh, criticized. Oh, that's in a right. Star review for uh, on, on having iTunes, outdated right? news, and like, well, that's <laughs> technically a definition of history. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. outdated right. news. What we talk that about is, is what. <laughs> but it's also kind of relevant. Like Al Capone and organized crime paved the way for, say, I don't know, our current government. <laughs> all right you know well i'm just saying organized crime mob connected building projects whatever you know (laughs) are you talking about art i don't know maybe (laughs) who knows but uh (laughs) but uh you know no i'm just saying no history happens in a vacuum there's no outdated news what is outdated news even if like history my friend right also what order was this this one star Barely literate reviewer <laughs> writing. I mean, he, it was. It was like one one sentence, right? Yeah, yeah, Basically, like yeah. Yeah. blah blah blah. You we can tell care. we're kind of hurt. We by don't this. care. Oh yeah, I'm not we hurt. Don't care. That guy's right. politics were written all over his one sentence face. Yeah, yeah. you know. So, so he's not listening anymore. Hey, leave us a five star <laughs> review. Balance this guy out, or you know, four stars <laughs> probably four okay. Is good. But don't leave us another one star, please. All he criticized was our bias, which we've never pretended to. Otherwise, oh yeah, I'm just going to pretend I don't think what I think for. Uh, the whole podcast that we started so we let's could just be clear mike thinks what he thinks yeah. <laughs> and ty and nora too <laughs> yeah no yeah. we try to be we, honestly we're we try to be measured and like reasonable ha- have reasonable discussions and everything like that but we're not going to pretend that we aren't people There's our our bias right. you know, like, yeah well i was just thinking we could go rush limbaugh on y'all but I we're am, not i like to think i do a pretty good alex jones impression oh no you want to you hear it maybe I was there. I saw they're worshiping the. No, I'm doing a terrible job, aren't I? This is <laughs> yeah, no, owl statue. Kind of, you were uh, starting to scare me. Hillary Clinton smells like urine. They say it. Everybody <laughs> says it. You have seen her worshiping. Yeah, that's my. Uh... Hmm. He's horrible. I don't even like fake voice. Wow. Versions, what if we do an uh. episode all as our favorite? <laughs> nope. 
ideologue. Favorite, ideologue. Favorite yeah. person to hate. Yeah. <laughs> Doing wild. an impersonation. <laughs> I don't know. Stephen Colbert barely pulled that off. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. But um. Okay. Well. But yeah. Anyway, so man. some relevant, some current. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. Somewhat. Uh, um, somewhat somber. Actually. It, actually, yeah. This is way too jokey of an intro. Maybe you should cut this whole bit. But. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna cut that. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, no. Just something kind of sad today. Um, yeah. There was a news story that was making the rounds that um, um, Isaac Cappy, who was a local musician and um, uh, scene presence, and apparently an actor. I never knew any of of that at all. He, was, yeah. he had bit parts in Terminator Salvation and Beerfest and, and oh really Thor, yeah. Thor, Thor and Terminator Salvation. Um and uh, but anyway, I I will always remember him as a member of Monster Paws, which was this wonderful electronic duo that would play at the launch pad to these huge crowds. I mean, it was just an incredible like I, everyone was like, this band is going to be famous because they would get these massive crowds and everybody would be singing along to every single song. But anyway, he he died today after a very not today. Um, I think Monday was when it happened. Is that right? Yeah. Um, according to the articles that I read, after a very strange. Ch long chapter of what sounds like mental illness um, involving conspiracy groups and conspiracy websites and and um, Paris Jackson and uh, Michael Jackson's yeah, daughter yeah. who he apparently had an encounter with at a party yeah. and and uh, et cetera et cetera. It sounds like he really struggled for sure. It sounds like uh, he was I... he left a note that on Instagram that just sounds like this is a person who left reality a long time ago. But I will always remember those shows, and uh, you know, be be very, uh, you know, that I today I was I was watching all these music videos and old concert recordings and stuff that are on YouTube from Monster Paws, and I'm in the crowd of a bunch of them because oh, really? <laughs> like a decade ago that was that was uh, you know the the thing to do in Albuquerque um, was go to these shows sometimes, but um, you know if you like electronic pop and dance yeah. pop and yeah. you know having a good time and. Dancing you, like you crazy. Play, I'm not familiar with the, his yeah. music, but you played a bit, and it was just like really. Like, yeah. Clearly, this is a very talented person. Right. Right. Totally. Totally. Sad. Yeah, and they they had moved to L. A. to try to make it as a band, and mm. I think they got a song into a car commercial, and like they had. Wow. They they were they were on their way up, and it's just been a very he, he got in. I think it's another example of somebody being kind of radicalized and warped by the internet with that discovered somebody who had yeah. you know mental weaknesses in some areas or was especially credulous or something well, do you ever feel uh, I, mean, I feel this way sometimes yeah. when i go down certain rabbit holes conspiracy yeah. rabbit holes especially it starts to feel like your reality is oh yeah uh, shifting questionable. a little bit yeah you know even yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like, huh? Yeah, it's like you can kind of right. This is put together in a curious way. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Like kind of right. Like if you if you leave out all the information that they're leaving out, which is a lot usually, mm -hmm. like sure. you can kind of start to see the logic of it. And you see how or the fictional elegance. My subreddit, yeah, is the Bachelor and Bachelorette oh, yeah. franchise, <laughs> and even the level of you know sleuthing huh. and like yeah. putting these like oh this is edited look yeah. how this scene is yeah. you're like oh my god the editors are manipulating yeah. us or yeah right you i could see how that that's probably community the community yeah. yeah yeah but i mean it looks like later on he got into like QAnon and all this weird conspiracy stuff yeah. on the internet his his final note was like an apology to QAnon and trump and like everything. And an wow. apology for having like made mistakes as well yeah, it seemed like, like as a moral welcome, morally. To, welcome to humanity dude 
Yeah. Um, but, that's uh, sad. Do you ever guys go on r slash Albuquerque? You ever checked out r? I have. I'm not a Reddit not user. Not in a while. It's interesting um, because there is, you know, there's like a, a core group of people. It's like you can see mm. how this core group of people and, and the kind of comments they make, like, you know, there are some people who, like, they're always talking about how dangerous the International District is and, like, mm-hmm. don't Jeez. go there unless oh. you want to get shot. Jeez. And then there are other Thanks people who are com. like, yeah, other people who are like, you know, it's really, like, there's some cool stuff. And it's almost like this sort of, like, war for what the oh. subreddit's going to be. Wow. Um, and these sort of innocent newcomers. What areas should I live in? Yeah, and no, then always. They get, no. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't live here. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But it, it, it depending on the three, it can be really a very disheartening experience mm. when you see, like, 10 people commenting about how dangerous Albuquerque is, how they saw somebody get shot, you know, all this stuff. And there's, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, Sure, but like, it's like this version of reality starts to take precedence over your lived experience just by browsing it. And I I think that we think those comments and those opinions are reality. Almost that this reality Reddit has given us a glimpse of behind the tourism department mm. or whatever. Oh, so this must be real. Yeah. When there's still an, maybe right. an agenda or bias or whatever wow. happening in these groups. Well, and yeah. even if you don't believe it yourself, you kind of come away feeling like lots of other people do believe it. Yeah. And that colors your impression oh, no. of the place. Yeah. So yeah. It, yeah, I, that's a I good can point. see, you know, I, I can sympathize with somebody who's fallen down. Yeah. So basically, don't hole. go on Reddit. Just don't go on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Forget the internet. Only, just only keep your critical thinking skills SoundCloud and the podcast app. Yeah, exactly. Get it through this podcast app. Don't yeah. go on the internet. We will it's approve what you can place. hear. <laughs> exactly. Let's tell you just how <laughs> wonderful Albuquerque is. Uh, but, it, you know, it's a sad thing. I, you know, I will always remember those shows so fondly. It's just like the whole the community out and dancing and just having this great time. And it was yeah. just really, yeah. really just wonderful. And the music was solid. I'm I'm not giving this album away anytime soon. Like it, like it was a really uh, is a band I love, and I, um, and uh, you know, it's just it's really sad that that happened, and and it's uh, very sad. Yeah, yeah, all around. Yes. it sounds like it was probably suicide. What what happened? It sounds ambiguous. What the the, so? the details of it? I mean, he forced his car to the side of a road in Arizona, and I think and he jumped off a bridge. yeah, he jumped off a bridge, and yeah, was hit, hit by a car. Yeah. It, it just, you know, it sounds confusing and like we're going to get more details eventually. But I mean, it, you know, I, you know, it's almost like the details in these situations. People should check out Monster Paws. Yeah. Get them. Yeah. Watch, yeah. Some, uh, watch some videos on YouTube and, you know, kind of see like. Yeah. This guy had a lot to offer. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know. that he's gone. And be yeah. kind to someone that's sad, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. be aware of your friends and the people in your community and the people that are on the outsides of stuff. And if you're feeling that way yourself, call a, a helpline or a friend or something like yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, everybody goes through this. Or yeah. not everybody, lots of people <laughs> go through this. Yeah. Um, everybody we know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <it's a, laughs> all my friends. Gee. Should we move along? All right, yeah. How about some cheerier like a gangster who murdered everybody on Valentine's Day? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how terrible tragedies uh, <laughs> become like just like interesting uh, yeah. stories oh later. You're like, yeah. oh, this guy was like a monster. Fascinating. But yeah. Uh, you can, yeah. <laughs> what's the restaurant you can go to where everybody dresses up like mobsters? Uh, oh, really? Oh, uh, in town? 
in town. What? Vernon's. Vernon's Steakhouse. That's a thing. It's the right? uh, uh, the speakeasy. The speak, what what yeah. is it called? It's like some kind of speakeasy where you I have feel to. Like it is Vernon's. You give a, is that right? You give a you give a password and they you know everybody inside is dressed like a mobster. Oh my gosh, I hadn't heard of this. Uh, right, yeah. you can. Uh. People are interested in enacting that. Yeah, well, it's uh, kitschy, right? Yeah. Nobody dresses like that anymore. But <laughs> they don't murder people <laughs> they in don't quite the same right. way. Wow. It's fun when they murdered people in the 30s. <laughs> oh, Whoa. <God. laughs> um, yeah, okay. okay. So, so what's yeah, the deal? why did Al Capone <laughs> come here? Okay, so um, Al Capone, uh, most people probably know him. He was a Chicago gangster, kind yeah. of the most famous Chicago gangster, really benefited from prohibition. Our country's mm-hmm. misbegotten exper- experiment with getting rid of all booze. He was in Boardwalk um, Empire. Oh, really? Huh. Um, Interesting. I haven't seen the character. Uh, huh. Well, and then The Untouchables, wasn't that? The oh, yeah. Untouchables oh, yeah. And he inspired the character of Scarface. And, yeah. And those oh, movies. yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, Prohibition was like such a bad mistake in that it basically created modern organized crime. It, like it create like all of a sudden if you wanted booze and everyone still did just because some dumb law got passed didn't mean people didn't right, still want to drink and let loose hmm, after work. Are there or, parallels like, to yeah. laws being passed today <laughs> no like that? Yeah, is anyone else being empowered from well, like drugs being illegal? Didn't, et the, didn't like the uh, president of the United States have a stash of like bootleg liquor? Oh and, really? Uh, oh my gosh. I mean, uh, prohibition probably. was bad. Pretty ignorant on this reasons. subject, so I should probably just yeah, leave it too. to you. Mike. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, so anyway, uh, Capone famously uh, never got caught for being a gangster. Basically, he at one his famous uh, massacre, the St. Valentine's Day massacre, where he uh, killed everybody disloyal to him in a meeting. Oh yeah. And um, on on Valentine's Day one year. What year was that? Do you know? I don't. I don't. I think it was the 20s. I could be wrong on that. This article, as you will see, I wrote a while ago. It was in 1929. 1929? Okay, thank you. She just knew that. Yeah. Nora actually really does have a good memory for this stuff. (laughs) But I did look it up on Wikipedia. (laughs) Um, Just to confirm what you already knew. Yeah. And then he was eventually busted for tax evasion and died of syphilis at Alcatraz. Oh, I didn't know he died of syphilis. And inspired the heartwarming children's book, My uh, Al Capone Does My Shirts. What? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah have you <laughs> it's about a kid whose dad works at Alcatraz and Al Capone irons his shirts and he gets to know Al Capone and And they you know this book and there's go a sequel. On wonderful murderous adventures. No, together. he you know, maybe they learned something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um but uh so this story grew out of just a genuine desire to know this story. I wanted to know like, did Al Capone really come to New Mexico? Did he yeah, right. So this is the yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> if you go to the uh, Ponderosa Steakhouse in Irasari, um, Irasari in yeah. New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, when I was there, they told me that that Al Capone used to live right around there. Oh wow, that's probably not true. That's probably not true. Yeah, because that's the Manzanos. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they told me. It's like this yeah. kind yeah. of persistent rumor that Al Capone <laughs> has some connection here. Yeah. Did, did you have? Knowledge of this before? No, no, you guys were my first okay. Okay. introduction to this potential. Okay. Well, here's a book here that I'm going to hand to Ty and Nora. This is relevant to what we're talking about. Okay, so tell me. It's and uh, to describe an it, it book. is an old book. Yeah, it's a very old book uh, from, I believe, the 20s. It's called Constructive Talks to Pivot Men by <laughs> Seth Cedars. And Seth Cedars was the guy who owned the ranch in New Mexico 
that Capone supposedly stayed at. Okay. And honestly, like, I used to think this was a pretty far-fetched story. It's kind of not that far-fetched of a story that somebody would ride the railroad to an out-of-the-way place and hang out there for well, a little bit. that's the thing. If you wanted to yeah. disappear, like, yeah. Mexico's yeah. a good place to do it. Yeah. Or even just, like, get away from Chicagoland mm-hmm. violence. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Makes sense to me. I wrote this for New Mexico Magazine, I think in, like, 2009. And okay. so it's, it's been a while. But it's called Al Capone in the Land of Enchantment. North, within sight of Albuquerque, bristling over the desert of north-central New Mexico, are the green and rugged Jemez Mountains. Nestled among these mountains, ringed by walls of jagged and wooded lava rock, is a valley. Rolling through this valley is a meadow. All across this meadow are the faint traces of an old ranch, and hidden among these traces is a legend. In the late 1920s, this legend says, Scarface Al Capone, Chicago's notorious Prohibition-era crime boss, used this mountain ranch as a getaway when he needed a place to hole up for a while. Capone was here, but he kept pretty well hidden, remembered Mary Caldwell, a lifelong mountain resident. He had a hideout. There's no question he was here. He used to come by, and when he'd come by, he'd just stop in and have dinner with you, added Jack Caldwell, Mary's son. There wasn't a lot of people here back then. But one person who was around back then, and someone who may have known Capone, was the eccentric Chicago businessman Seth Cedars. Born in 1883 in Paulding, Ohio, Seth Cedars seemed to have entered this life driven by an intense desire to make money. As a child, he sold magazines, trapped muskrats for their pelts, and sold buckets full of wild blackberries. He read nothing but books about successful men, did little besides work, and thought of almost nothing but how to make a million. Before long, he had grown into a big, well-dressed, blonde-headed man with an arresting gray eye, quote-unquote, as writer Neil M. Clark described him in 1926. Clark was the second owner of the Sandia Mountain Cedar Crest Resort, the tuberculosis resort that gave the town of Cedar Crest its name. Possessing a seemingly endless supply of blustery enthusiasm, Cedar started a short-lived business, sold advertising for a newspaper, traveled the country selling door-to-door, married a businesswoman, and ultimately did make a million dollars. How he made that money, though, is uncertain. After moving to Chicago, he founded and presided over Seth Cedars Incorporated and built a tiny empire selling printed pep talks and motivational sales booklets. There's something about the whole situation that keeps it from quite gelling, an almost intangible something, wrote Merle Crowell, editor of The American Magazine, in response to a 1926 draft of an article about the man. For one thing, you can't quite visualize Cedars' business. Made a million in six years out of selling some kind of mottos, you say. Sounds kind of phony to me. There was a rumor that he was a little shady, recalled Tom Abuzelman, an old friend of Cedars. Said he was in advertising, though that comes with a lot of territory. During the same years of the first half of the 1920s that Cedars was building his business in Chicago, Al Capone was taking over the Chicago underworld, making millions every year off liquor and gambling and prostitution, bribing and threatening and striking deals with countless lawmen and politicians and businessmen. Many of the businessmen and politicians who knew Capone best are still to be found in Chicago and its suburbs, wrote George Murray in 1975 in The Legacy of Al Capone. Some are living out their days in Florida, California, Arizona, or New Mexico. Few will acknowledge in so many words that Capone started them on the road to riches and power. In 1924, Cedars left Chicago for New Mexico for the Jemez Mountains, but continued to spend at least half of every year in Illinois. He bought a large piece of property in the Jemez Mountains, Saboya Valley, built a house, a dance hall, an exclusive and technically illegal bar, a little store, and numerous outbuildings. Stables held horses for his guests to ride. Hops plants grew around a mysteriously locked building, and there was more than enough room for a friendly local women, banquets, and slot machines. 
The property became known as the Rancho Rhea after Cedar's wife, Rhea, and Cedar's friends and associates would come west from Chicago and the East Coast just to see it. It was a very private place, and lots of things went on there that wouldn't go on in the normal world, said Elsie McKinnon, owner of the Laughing Lizard Inn and Cafe in the mountain town of Jemez Springs, and that's where Al Capone stayed. We kind of figured Cedar's was in partnership with Al Capone in some ways, said Mary Caldwell, and the situation wouldn't be unthinkable. Cedar's business was based in the same city as Capone's, and by almost all accounts, his morals were nearly as flexible. He bought and produced large quantities of illegal alcohol, engaged in a number of questionable business transactions, cheated on his taxes, and perhaps cheated on his wife with a young woman who sued him in 1928 for, quote, both mental and physical suffering, unquote, suffering caused in part by Cedars forcing the girl to dye her hair red. The business executive will associate with none but red-haired women, reported the December 16, 1928 Chicago Daily Tribune. Cedars knew Capone, but Capone wasn't up here, said Tom Abuzelman. First I heard about those rumors was after World War II at an auction. Guy was selling a milking stool from Cedars Ranch and said, Al Capone might have sat on this, and everyone rushed a bit on it. Rumors or not, there are literally dozens of stories that place Capone and his henchmen all over these mountains. Employees at the Jemez Mountain Bathhouse in Jemez Springs claim that Capone liked to drive down from his hideaway for a soak in the bathhouse's famous tubs. Residents tell of Capone visiting a nearby liquor store, an area church, and Seth Cedar's other Jemez property on the edge of Jemez Springs. That property was known as the Rancho Chico, featuring a small stone hotel, and was bought and developed when Cedar's wife got tired of Rancho Rhea. And, all rumors aside, Capone did pass through New Mexico. In December of 1927, Capone and some of his cohorts boarded a train on the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railway. They rode from Chicago to Los Angeles, passing through both Santa Fe and Albuquerque along the way. The police and the media quickly hounded them out of town, and Capone and his men hurried on to another train, headed back through Albuquerque, back through Santa Fe, and back to Chicago. So Capone was in New Mexico. Capone was here, and it is possible that when his train pulled into Albuquerque, he might have considered stopping to see an old acquaintance. Cedars often hired cars to drive guests up from Albuquerque's train station, and it's not impossible that Capone could have been such a guest, discovered the beautiful seclusion of Rancho Rhea, and gone back later when life in Chicago grew too intense. Many of Capone's biographers believe that his life was probably too well documented to have included multiple previously unknown trips to New Mexico, but they remain open to future proof. Just as George Washington slept here is probably true of many places in the East, Al Capone got around in his day as well, said John Binder, author of The Chicago Outfit. He traveled widely and may have stopped at many places. Logically, it's impossible to prove that he was never at a particular place. The Cedars place, the old Rancho Rio, was long ago taken from Cedars by the IRS, renamed the Lazy Ray, and torn down by the Forest Service. But the site can still be hiked to today. Visitors to the site can pause to hear the wind lift the valley's aspens and ponderosas, watch lava-colored clouds smolder along a rocky horizon, and find themselves wondering how anyone, even a syphilitic, mass-murdering gangster, could have possibly stayed away. <laughs> oh, that was nice. <laughs> I'm like, I want to go, you know? I can't you know, stay away. <laughs> unfortunately, that whole area has since burned since I wrote this article. Yeah. So really? I bet there's very little left from there. It's right by that Seven Springs trout, hat, trout hatchery, which got hit really hard in some I've, of those fires. I've read descriptions of it from before the yeah. fire, and it was yeah. really quite a beautiful, lush canyon. Yeah, it was nice. I went out to it when I wrote this article and found it. And yeah. My little then like one year old daughter played there and it was, it was sweet. Where Al Capone based. Yeah. Played. <laughs> I was like a gangster. He washed the blood off his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after I wrote this article, I found that book that Cliffy, who lived in the press club, um, wrote. 
Right. And she anecdotally relays pulling up to that ranch as a child and there being mm-hmm. a man sitting on the porch and someone in the car saying, that's Al Capone. Yeah. And that sounds not totally unreasonable. I mean... I don't think there's know. anything unreasonable about no. the story. Yeah, it's possible. I believe it. It's just, unfortunately, a question we can never yeah. really answer. Yeah, it's, you know... You know, maybe someday someone will find his name carved into a tree or a, a board or something like that near the. It's because you're gonna go carve it in a tree, aren't you? Yeah, he's know, all bored. Right. He's like, I'll just carve something. Even that isn't totally reliable. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, gosh, was I was handwriting? gonna say something, but I can't. Sorry, go ahead. You're Al Capone. Um, Secretly. Oh no! I love that you <laughs> did nail down at a time when he actually was. Oh yeah. New Mexico. Oh yeah. There's even a picture of him at the old Alvarado train station, yeah. passing through I, town. I found an article just yeah. looking for, you know, what was the history of the mafia and Al- right. the Italian mafia oh, in Albuquerque, and there was a, a journal article from 2010 hmm. that says it's a 1928 photo huh. of mafia members from the east. Whoa. Wanting to infiltrate the West and quote establish a presence here, and so there's this photo, and some of the um, descendants, including the, you know, the senator Domenici. Oh, yeah, P- P- um, Domenici. Domenici. Is what we Domenici. Here. Yeah, yeah, but I, probably Domenici or something. Is I like that. And other correct. Italian families, you know, some of the mm. um, descendants say, "Oh yes, this was when the mafia came yeah. through yeah. and wanted to make." Wow. A presence in Albuquerque, and yeah. the Italian families in Albuquerque met them and said, "No way! Mm. Oh, cool! Like, get out of here!" So they moved on to uh, L.A. Interesting. But some other descendants say, "I never heard that story. Huh. This is the first time I've seen that photograph." You know, just like the Capone story is yeah, it yeah, true or yeah. not? Yeah. There's that book, Italians in Albuquerque. I'm not a particular fan, but I, maybe I should reread that. That, would, that might be. Um, you should reread it. Yeah. Is it good? I don't know. Uh, I just think you should reread it. Oh, I just have no idea. Yeah. Uh, um, No, I no. I just no. That book. I was like, that book was one of the reasons I wrote my book because I was like, this is so boringly laid out. I'm like, I could do a better one. But uh, (laughs) but uh, we're gonna cut that part out. Yeah. 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 Good call. Yeah. Good call. Um, The uh, (laughs) um, question. Uh, But. that's really interesting. Fun fact, Molly of Molly's Bar in Harris used to babysit Pete Domenici when he was a little baby. Oh, my gosh. Aww. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and she, so she breastfed Al Capone's. Just Al Capone, because he was into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mother has a story. She used to huh. work for a, um, I feel like I don't want to name the names here, but a, a prominent local liquor, liquor store huh. uh, owned by an Italian family. And um, she... She describes an incident where they had to bring a bunch of money outside and give it to someone else, and she was given a shotgun to hold. No way. During the time. Yeah, so that's what weird, huh? She yeah. was given a shotgun to hold? Yeah, she's like 19 or something, oh you know, God. working at this liquor store. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'd say there's, I think any time... Anytime you got money changing hands, there's going to yeah. be somebody involved with some kind of organized crime somewhere around yeah. the periphery. So it's I, not beyond the pale to think that that might be the case here. Yeah. I So I don't throw stuff away generally that's related to my writing, but I then I just don't also usually find it. But this time I found my notes file for, oh. for this article, and I found some other cool facts from it. Um, Capone was rumored to have hideouts all over the country in Wisconsin, Minnesota, New York, Indiana, Iowa, Arkansas, Tennessee, Michigan, and Saskatchewan, Canada, some of which have been verified, and at one of which in the Midwest he fathered a son with a local woman. 
Oh, okay. Wow. It's so, sort of like a Jesse Jesse James yeah. cave. Though. So Nora might be a descendant of Al Capone. <gasps> I think, oh my God. She's from the Midwest. What? You look like Al. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. There's a hickey in it's the, the, in the terror in, in that show. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I know he's... The hickeys are always yeah. the usurpers or the yeah. <laughs> the people doing nefarious stuff. Yeah. Or well, Whoa. you know, you're always doing nefarious stuff during the show. Have you noticed Sorry. that, Mike? She's always got a little plot <laughs> That's going on. That's true. And, it's in yeah. my jeans. She tried to stab me last show. <laughs> right. Every time. Just ta- a little stab. Right. And every time we record at my house, some of the silver is missing afterward. That's right. No, it's I don't know hickeys. any silver. Because oh. <laughs> she took it all. My great-granddad. <laughs> I mean, the plasticware. Plastic <laughs> <The> plastic. <laughs> uh, some other things. Capone was known to have passed through New Mexico twice on trains between L.A. and Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Capone was known to make exchanges with local businessmen, Chicago businessmen, favors and protection in exchange for money and assistance. Okay. And uh, and one of those businessmen was a guy named Seth Cedars, a guy who had a place in the Hamas Mountains. Yeah, so this guy is fascinating, this actually. Is, yeah. Would he only hung out with redheads? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And then we've got <laughs> this book, and it seems to be, I kind of flipped through it, mainly like uh, pep talks. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know, maybe you could read a little bit from it, Nora. Just randomly. Just choose something. Okay. Okay. I'm at Know Your Customer. There are women, so we've been told, who manage their husbands in some such fashion as this. When she wants to go to the Brown Hotel for dinner, she says... Darling, let's go to the Smith Hotel. And Darling is supposed to say, and he usually does, no, we'll go to the Brown. Such a lady would make a good salesman. She is a good salesman. She knows her customer. Of course, all husbands are not like that. You and we are not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Women, right? Am Women. I right? Oh, my God. They know how to manipulate. <laughs> Especially if all you hang out are red-headed women. That I mean, the the, he is the fascinating figure. He here. really I is. Think so. yeah. yeah, I think this there's kid a, obsessed with financial success. Who's there's like a, unco- There's a treasure trove to be uncovered here with this guy. Yeah, I'd like to know more about him. We need a future Seth. Cedars that would be cool. Episode. Yeah, kind of a deep dive into uh, Cedars. Yeah, his logo is basically a pre-World War II swastika made with two S's. Yeah, uh, overlaid yeah. over each other. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> And yeah. it's it's a very beautiful collection of um, what are they pamphlets or yeah there there was like a newsletter which is a really cool idea that like you could you could subscribe to a newsletter I've seen these for other things too like like history and and uh, and other subjects uh, back in the day you know pre internet pre everything right um, you could. Uh, you could like say, I want to hear ten chapters on ancient Rome or something, the fall of ancient Rome or something, and you would get one of these in the mail. That's so You cool. know, every yeah. every month, and it would maybe be it's illustrated. Mail with order a Wikipedia written up, yeah, and and, yeah. and it's pretty cool. And so this book I have, which I bought off eBay when I wrote this article, is all of his pit, constructive talks for pivot men written. Yeah, this for, is really cool. Yeah, it's it's neat. Um, my wife's grandfather huh. illustrated one of uh, one that's kind of like this. Hmm. It's it's like a it's a it's an economic theory from like 1905, and it's just it's it's a lot like this book, which is filled with these weird little anecdotes and like you know, and it is clear to see that the worker can never own the means of production. You know, this kind of Whoa. stuff. Right. Um, so it's yeah, this uh, this was a way of mm-hmm. uh, communicating these things, I guess. Do you know? Did he ever mention New Mexico? In these that's, oh, that's a letters. good question. You know, I have not read that whole book honestly because that sounds painful. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, uh, good advice. Motivational women, business uh, book from a hundred years ago. That sounds great. 
Um, yeah, the, <laughs> the, 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 uh, uh, no, but I, don't, I wonder, you know, I have skimmed through it and flipped through it and probably looked at every page, but like, but um, the, uh, no, I don't know. That'd be, a, that'd be, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, I think actually, if my memory serves me, I think he may have like drawn some anecdotes or something from his properties mm. out west mm. or something. Okay. But, um, when you own land yeah. out west, his, his <laughs> second property was right by the Via Caldera. And oh, wow. like right on the edge of that, and I found a matchbook from it that, that I bought online at one point. Wow, how cool! But, but um, uh, so here's some other notes I have on Seth Cedars in Chicago as the same time as Capone got married. Um, and here's a quote from him that he wrote in an unpublished autobiography: "I have contrived to accumulate a fortune that deflation does not seem to reduce to less than a million dollars, and that is all I ever wanted." And there has been enough over and above a million to pay for the home of my dreams in high country out west. Okay. So and, then, and then uh, the Chicago Daily Tribune. And I remember I paid for like CD-ROMs of all these scanned articles back wow. in the day, 10 years CD ago. CD-ROMs. I know, exactly, yeah. The Chicago Daily Tribune of December 16, 1928, noted that Cedars was being sued for $25,000 by a young Miss Virginia Orland, a woman less than half his age, and stated that the suit is not for breach of promise, Orland's attorney said. His most definite statement was that Miss Orland seeks damages for, quote, both mental and physical suffering, unquote. Then he let slip that Cedars had forced Miss Orland to dye her hair red and that the business executive will associate with none but red-haired women. <laughs> wow. Right on, Virginia. Yeah. And then Mrs. Cedars, this is his wife, also interesting, uh, was injured in a car wreck in the company of a man who was not her husband. They later divorced and Cedars remarried. Riding in cars with strange. Yeah. Oh yeah, isn't that a Drew Barrymore movie? <laughs> Riding in cars with mafia members who are not <laughs> your yeah, husband stuff, um, or something. Uh, <laughs> <out of here>. <laughs> <Red>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. And then what else? Oh, in 1932, everything in New Mexico ended for Cedars. That same year, Capone went to prison for income tax evasion. Oh, how interesting. Interesting wow. that they were both busted for income tax evasion the same yeah. year, basically. Like, they were in a group. That, to me, they, is... A, they knew each other. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Is this a... They were... Is it appropriate to say that they may have been in... Cahoots. cahoots. Totally. Yeah. Now, how often do you get to say in cahoots? You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not even sure what that means, but yeah. it's true. Yeah. But what is a cahoot? How do you get in it? That same year, the Internal Revenue Service took both Rancho Ria and Rancho Chico, Chico from Cedars in exchange for money he owned. He owned, owed them. Um, hmm. And it, I wrote here in my old notes, I'd like to see whose names were on those deeds. Yeah. Um, wow. Cedars' obituary in the July 30th, 1946 Chicago Daily Tribune gave no cause of death, but merely stated that his death had happened suddenly. I see. Yeah. Suspicious. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Um, and so he lived in New Mexico in, or part of the time up he until had his that ranch year. In the Hamas. Yeah. We have to do. We have to look. We gotta. We gotta find out more. <laughs> oh, and here's a, I recounted. I wrote all the people I talked with here. Let's see. When I researched this story, I started with calling or emailing every person I knew who might know something about the story. This led to a guy named Don Davenport, a fairly well-known Santa Fe writer who had already done quite a bit of research of his own. He was amazingly helpful. Um, hiked out to Cedars Ranch, long hike, snow falling, spent mm. times in archives, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, and I talked to a bunch of Capone biographers. That was really, like, cool. really, I talked really? to, I talked to Lawrence Berg, who is a great writer and has written a ton of other books. He wrote about Magellan and everything. And then I was like, we should collaborate. 
dead silent. <laughs> <laughs> Never suggest that to a writer. Yeah. Well, I had this idea. What if we got a bunch of different writers and did an anthology about all his alleged hideouts? I think that's a good idea still. I pitched really that to him, and that yeah. was the last day I ever heard of him. As a, maybe as a way yeah. to index like, the history of yeah. those places, mm-hmm. too. You know? Yeah. That'd be cool. Or yeah. a podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Al so, Capone hid here. Yeah. I find it a very believable possible story that he at least went there once or twice, you know? That, certainly. You know, I mean, there were hops yeah. plants growing around this little we shit. We got a out Chicago there. connection. Yeah. Cedars was this obviously is, not on yeah. a level. Yeah. The railroad takes you right into Albuquerque. And you right. can also see that maybe he visited and then that turned into, quote, hideout, you know? like That's true. Yeah. 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 When a gangster goes on vacation, is he hiding out That's like, every time? Good like, point. Is he just right. like going on a vacation? Yeah. Soaking in a hot hot tub. Maybe this episode That's will really be what point. confirms the story. Well, someone will be like, oh, yeah, here's a bunch of letters. Oh, Al Capone wrote be. my grandma who he fell in love with. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if your grandmother <laughs> fell in love with Al Capone, <laughs> write City on the Edge podcast <laughs> at Gmail. Do not go to other media first. <laughs> <laughs> We're the ones. Well, pretty interesting stuff. Like yeah. Do you feel you. a Midwestern connection to stories of like Chicago and things like that, Nora? I don't. Um, <laughs> I lived in Chicago for two years. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew that about you. Huh? Was it cool? I did. What were you like? Sixteen. Huh. No, I was... Because I've known you for like 15 years now, I feel like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I... So crazy. You're not that I'm old. I'm older than you think I am. But <laughs> I was... It was post-college. Years. I moved there. I went... The The most famous gangster place was the Green Mill, which hmm. was oh, basically... Yeah. You know, they had those secret tunnels to get alcohol oh, cool. oh, interesting. Um, during Prohibition. Yeah, and yeah. it is a very cool place to visit. Hmm. hmm. But that was kind of the only echo. And I never heard of that. The Green Mill. What was the Johnny Depp movie? Public uh, Enemy. Public Enemy. That was pretty. That, that was, was filmed in Milwaukee in my mom's former apartment. So really? Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. I enjoyed that. That was about the creation of the FBI and John Dillinger, mm-hmm. right? John yeah. Dillinger. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Huh. Very cool. Yeah, that's cool. And apparently, his name has been kind of exonerated from some of the accusations made against Al Capone? him. No, Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Al Capone really? is still really good. <laughs> Apparently, there's a ton of documentation that shows that the allegations of abuse and things that were against huh. him that have put him on everyone's bad list or like anyway. Oh so, wow! Yeah, I was like really pleased to hear this. Oh, okay. Well, it's nice when like a figure who's work you're Jack a fan Sparrow of, like, fan. well, not necessarily that, but like I love Dead Man and you know yeah, Dead Man was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I have no no comment. Okay. On, on Johnny Depp's. Well, I just think it's good. <laughs> Isn't it nice when you think someone's no, less when you find true, out someone's less true. bad than you oh, temporarily thought? You I know, thought yes. we're talking about John Dillinger. Yeah, yeah. What? John, no. no, let's not go into. You know, Johnny okay, Depp I don't know about John Dillinger, <laughs> but that escape plan was brilliant. I Carved soap Johnny, into a gun. John Dillinger Paint was it? exonerated. Oh, I was no, like, no. wow. Hooray! <laughs> After all yeah. this time, he was. He was. He was buying candy, not stealing money <laughs> to give to kids. Now, can I ask this for fear of getting whatever huh. horse head in my bed? Yeah, yeah. Do you think the Italian mafia still exists in Albuquerque? Oh. Nah. Like, huh. don't they barely exist in like Chicago and New York? Like, they're, they're not. I saw The Sopranos. They're not doing well. There's probably no That's reason true. for me. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. When I lived in Boston, it was so obvious. One time this guy came into the coffee shop I worked at. His face was all messed up. He was like, I tripped and hit a glass coffee table. And I was like, whoa, man, that sucks. 
He came in like a week later, forgot he'd ever talked to me. He was like, I was rollerblading and messing my face up. Oh. I was like, okay, well, none of those stories are true. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now, we've got, a, we've uh-huh. got cartels and, uh, you know, there's, there's actually a really interesting history of Albuquerque, like, gangs. Oh, wow. Which a lot of them are kind of just like neighborhoods and families, huh. mm. you huh. know? And, and yeah. there's a certain amount of crime, but they're not, you know, you hear... You hear gang and you have a, a one right. picture in your head and it's not quite like right. yeah not quite like that. Right. Um, a, a good book that points that out about New York is called "Can't Stop, Won't Stop: A History of the Hip Hop Generation." I thought uh-huh. about gangs completely differently after reading that. I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like in a way, it's kind of like the role of the penitentes had in the late 1880s, where like there was just nobody else meeting the needs of these little communities. Well, right. I think that's probably the case. Yeah. In a lot of you know? in a lot of situations. Yeah. Totally. Um, I'm yeah. not saying that I'm. Pro gang, but so you're pro gang. <laughs> but I, I do think that there's there's uh, more than just like raw based criminality, right? Right. Happening here, you right? Know? Right. Yeah. Um, totally. It's about there. It is very. It yeah. seems very community oriented. In Some a way of it is. Yeah. yeah. And community pride and family pride, yeah. and then like I remember talking to a, a student of mine who was like, "Yeah, I'm in a gang." I'm like, really? What's that like? And he's like, well, my dad's in the gang and my mom's in the gang, so I'm in the gang too. Like, that's kind of intense. Like, you just don't have that much of a choice in that kind of situation. Like, you know, there's there's a a lot of uh, maybe some nuance here that's not being often talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Anyway, oh, so we're pro gang on the show now, yeah. and uh, we're in a gang. Sit in the edge, a show that loves gangs. <laughs> Wait, what? take that one star <laughs> reviewer. <laughs> oh. exactly. One time, I was at a McDonald's Playland with my kids, and this w- mom there was like, "Could you help me like get on the Wi-Fi here?" And she handed me her laptop, and her screensaver was this dude, like with both hands raised, flipping off the world, and his shirt said, "F the haters." <laughs> it was F so funny. Yeah, it was remarkably And there demure. were just gang signs all over yeah, the page. Was, and I was like, Was it censored? It actually said F the haters? No, I was. No. Come on. We're, I imagine we have a clean tag on iTunes. <laughs> I or believe something. we do, yeah. Yeah, like. <laughs> Despite our pro gang yeah. stance. <laughs> but I was like, Oh, man, this stuff's just right around us. And it's like, you know, I mean, on one level, it's bad. And it's, I mean, I'm not. Right, right. I am, I'm honestly not pro gang. I like, I think, except Archie and the it's gang. That's brave. wholesome. <laughs> Very wholesome, but uh, no, that's not true. And I'm not pro Archie, um, the oh. <laughs> pro Riverdale. That's a good show, um, but uh, no, but um, no, but I mean, like, but it's just like there's a lot of like uh, panic and and yes, sure. exactly, and, and uh, you know. Well, let's not forget that the, the jugglers were considered to. a gang by the right yeah. until right. recently. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and how we romanticize these past games. Oh, games, I know. Yeah. Just like we Those were saying, games. Yeah. Like the Wild West yeah. or Al Capone. Yeah. And I want to go to a speakeasy. Right. But today we're like, oh my God. Right. So reactive. I had to get a drug test a long time ago for a job, and they had a sign on the wall, and it said, this is what real gangsters look like. Pull up your pants. And it had a picture of like <laughs> Italian <laughs> like gangsters in the 30s. And it's like, you're stupid, man. What? Like, <laughs> well, we're going like, to emulate those guys. Here's what real gangsters look like. A bunch of like white collar people in a building, you know? Like, <laughs> right. I mean, it, it could look like anything. Look like, a, yeah, like <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's serious. I mean, like, you know, white collar crime is also a thing. And uh, yes. there's groups of people doing it. Are those gangs? I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> As I think yeah. Breaking Bad and The Sopranos points out yeah. in interesting ways. Yeah, you know, I mean, 
I don't Check know. Check them out. Everything's interesting. Everything is nuanced. We should, you know, approach the world with um, open hey, eyes and minds. You know what? Yeah. Join a game. Yeah. Try it out. See how it works for you. That's Maybe our new motto. Join the life. a game. <laughs> Maybe that's the life for you. I'm not sure I want to end on that. Yeah. But. Ty, I noticed our subscribers went from 5,000 to two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what's going on? Okay. And if you have topics, listeners, that you want us to cover, or yeah. if you, you have any Questions. feedback, <laughs> we've given up. Sit on the edge. Bye. Bye.